This is the About IBD podcast, and I'm your host, Amber Tresca. Welcome to another installment of my limited series, The Summer of Activism, which is designed to inspire you, but also give you the tips and ideas you need to go out into the world and create positive change for people living with inflammatory bowel disease. Some of the topics include attending medical meetings, traveling to Washington, D.C. for Day on the Hill events, meeting your elected officials in their office or when they hold local town halls, and being a speaker or a panelist at events as a patient. A little about me. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis at the age of 16 and had colectomy surgery with J-Pouch Creation after 10 years of continuous disease caused my colon to become deeply ulcerated and precancerous. I'm a writer, editor, and patient educator who specializes in digestive disease and Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and indeterminate colitis in particular. You can learn even more about me and my disease journey by visiting my website at aboutibd.com. Day on the Hill events are when an organization sends a group of people to Washington, D.C. to meet with the offices of federal representatives. Your congressperson and your senators all have offices on Capitol Hill. They have staff in those offices, and as a constituent, you have the ability to meet with them and let them know what you do and what you don't like about what's going on in our government. To learn more about these events, see my blog post at aboutibd.com or episode 49, where I go into Day on the Hill in more detail. To give a different perspective, I asked Jamie Holland of Pretty Rotten Guts to tell me about her participation in visiting Capitol Hill and what she took away from the experience. I've gone to Washington, D.C. to lobby on behalf of patients with IBD about four times. And the reason I say about four times is because three times I went with lobbying groups that work on behalf of patients with IBD and other digestive diseases. And a fourth time, I guess you can say, was at a congressional briefing where I spoke in a room full of congressional staffers who work on behalf of senators and representatives these people usually are the healthcare policy influencers for their boss. And it was very important to share my story, share my thoughts on uh, the issue that was at hand. And at that point in time, it was the ACA and whether it benefited patients with uh, pre-existing conditions and those who have lifelong pre-existing conditions due to chronic illness. Jamie faced a situation many of us with IBD did prior to the passing of the Affordable Care Act. We were not able to obtain health insurance or quality health insurance because we had a pre-existing condition. As we all know, receiving regular care from a gastroenterologist is really key to bringing IBD under control. Not having insurance meant going without necessities like seeing a doctor or getting prescriptions filled. The outcome of that usually meant that the IBD was not getting treated. Reflecting on that experience was what started Jamie on the path to activism. It's important to me to make my voice heard in government because I know for a fact that my health deteriorated the way that it did because of policy. Before the ACA came into effect, I was not able to obtain decent health insurance due to having a pre-existing condition. Once the ACA was passed, I was able to get my own personal health insurance without having to do it through a corporate entity. However, 
it was the most expensive thing I've ever had to pay for aside from a mortgage. It was actually more than my car payment. I didn't know at the time that I could go and speak at my state's capital or that I could go to Washington, D.C. to speak to federal lawmakers and their congressional staffers. I wish I had known more of what I know now because I think I would have been a louder voice from the beginning. But I think I can say that a lot about my Crohn's disease journey in general. I know they teach us that we can go and speak at the people's house, but that doesn't always register until you really need your voice heard or know of many other people who need their voices heard. Walking into your representative's office on Capitol Hill and meeting with a staffer can be a stressful experience, especially when you're doing it for the first time. This is partially because you have no idea what to expect. Plus, most of us with IBD are used to keeping our stories to ourselves. We face significant stigma in our everyday lives, and it's often the case that the people around us, quite frankly, get as worn out by these diseases as we do. Opening up to a complete stranger can bring out many different emotions, as Jamie explains. I'm not going to lie and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I was a nervous wreck the first time I met with congressional staffers and told them my story. And the funny thing is, is I had told the story so many times before to pharmaceutical executives, marketing people, public relations people who work for some of these companies. And so in that aspect, I had gotten better about sharing the nitty gritty, awful, gross details of my Crohn's journey. But there's a different feeling when you're sitting inside of a Senate office or the House of Representatives offices and you're sitting there, you see plaques, you see pictures, you see things from your state or maybe a different state because you're not just speaking to someone who represents your district or your state. And it feels a little intimidating So one of the best things that I can tell people before they go and speak in front of a congressional staffer, because you really want your message to hit home and you also don't want to make it a 10-minute run-on tangent, is practice your story with friends, family members, colleagues, anybody you feel comfortable with sharing the story or sit in front of a mirror and do it or record yourself so you can see what you look like when you're doing it. One of the first things I realized when I was speaking was I was starting to breathe a little bit shallow. I was talking faster than I should have. And you could visibly see that I was trembling. My voice was trembling and I realized I was just oozing nerves. So once I was able to reel myself back in, I feel like it went smoother. But I really wish... I hadn't felt as intimidated as I did at that first meeting because I feel like I could have commanded uh, a completely different energy from the staffer. Your IBD story matters. When we communicate with our representatives, usually there's something we want. We have what we call an ask. The ask could be to support a piece of legislation or to support more funding for research. You tell your story to help explain why it's important that a bill gets passed or why there should be more funding available for IBD research. While you hope you get a positive reaction to your ask, sometimes a meeting can go differently than you expect. When I've told my story, I've received several different kinds of impacts. The different kinds of impacts that I've seen on the faces of staffers range from tears being shed, shock and disbelief, 
sadness. And then there is the disinterested. Now, when you get the disinterested, try not to take offense to it. And it doesn't matter what side of the party they happen to work for. This person is hearing from people just like us day in and day out. And they make me want to work harder to get them to feel empathy toward my story and therefore hopefully be pro my ask. The whole reason I'm going to speak to these congressional staffers is not just to share my story, but it's to make my story relatable to them, have them feel empathy toward it, and have them understand why I'm there with this lobbying group and asking my, in quotation marks, the ask. Most of the asks that I've worked on so far have revolved around healthcare policy, restrictions of uh, companies telling us what kind of prescriptions can be forced upon us as patients through insurance providers, and uh, getting funding for different initiatives that help with research toward better means of treatment and potentially one day maybe even a cure, however you want to define cure. Sometimes it feels wonderful to see a sad reaction or even tears from a staffer, but we want to make sure that they don't get lost in the sorrow of points of your story. We want to make sure that they've heard your ask and try and get a guarantee that they are going to push for their boss to back your ask. I don't have to tell you that traveling isn't always easy for people with IBD. Jamie lives with a few different autoimmune conditions in addition to her Crohn's disease. So she has some practical advice for anyone who has concerns about coping with a long day of walking around the Capitol. Some of the challenges that I've had to cope with in order to make this trip involve mobility. I have uh, swelling in joints from walking too much or standing in place too long due to arthritis. Uh, that's a side effect or extra intestinal manifestation of Crohn's disease as well as psoriatic arthritis. And uh, walking in the buildings, walking in Washington, D.C. in general has been an issue for me in the past. So I definitely try to pace myself. I do bring anti-inflammatories from my doctor with me. Um, I do keep a uh, prescription for emergency steroids if things get out of control, which thankfully I haven't needed to use. But I try to make a plan with my rheumatologist before going on these trips to try and mitigate the issues. And one of the things that we've also discussed is the fact that I can rent a mobility device and have it delivered to my hotel. I even did that with my mother-in-law for our wedding, which is unrelated to lobbying, but it was a good reminder to me that I can do the same for me for self-care. Just because you're intimidated uh, about traveling and doing a lot of walking doesn't mean that you can't. Uh, another thing that I really think uh, a lot of us don't consider for these trips is hydration. So keeping a bottle of water with you at all times is really good because, it, again, it's a lot of walking. And just because certain times of year are super cold outside of the House and Senate buildings underground and in each of the buildings, they are heated and their type of heat can suck the moisture right out of you. So it is very important to stay hydrated, especially with the amount of movement that you are making while you are on these trips. I think I clocked five or six miles total between hotel, house, and Senate buildings. And that's not even the return back to the hotel. 
And for those of you who are concerned uh, because you still have accidents due to your Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, don't be intimidated. Pack your extra clothes like you normally would. You're allowed to have a backpack. You can do everything that you would do on a regular day and still have your voice heard on the Hill. I asked Jamie if anything surprised her about D.C., and her answer was interesting because I felt exactly the same way she did. We've all seen the shows on TV that are about Washington, and when we go to Day on the Hill, we prepare before we go so that we think we know what's going to happen and where, but then we're still caught off guard. What surprised me about the congressional offices is that no two offices are alike. Some offices are very small. Some can be in more than one room. And when I say that, it means that when you walk through the door, that there's some staffers that happen to be in a multi-room office, but then across the hall, they may have more office space. It definitely, and the buildings are old, so people are making space where they can. But another cool thing, I went to a congressional staffer's office for their, I think it was a senator who had been in office for longer than anybody probably should. And they had a two, possibly three-story office. And I had absolutely no idea that that existed. And it was pretty cool to be there. But at the same time, being a person who has arthritis, I had to walk up those steps. They are not handicap friendly. And I was very nervous going up the steps and I was equally nervous going down the steps because these buildings are old and you will always see them under renovation, but there are just some things that cannot be renovated. And I believe those stairs may be one of them. So it was interesting to see that. And if you are somebody with mobility issues and you wind up in one of those offices, with the stairs, that's when you need to advocate for yourself and say, I'm sorry, I can't take this meeting up the stairs. Can we take it in the hallway or do you have a conference room available somewhere else um, that doesn't involve steps? And they are usually more than accommodating. Going to Washington and being an IBD activist has been one of the most rewarding things along this journey. It's made me feel like I have a small bit of power over something that I've very much felt powerless with since my childhood. Advocating for those of us who need funding to go to research, provisions in place to stop insurers from dictating health care to uh, our doctors, those are all things that I feel so strongly about and I'm so grateful to be one of many voices heard, but just being the tiny voice in and of itself may seem meaningless, but at the same time, you take a bunch of tiny voices and you become a loud roar. Hey, super listener. I'm glad that I could provide you with Jamie's perspective on attending Day on the Hill. Her disease journey is different than mine, and so she was able to provide some information that I wouldn't be able to give you. She also lives in a different state from me, and we've actually never taken any meetings together on the Hill, which means that together we're able to give you a broader perspective. I love, and I truly believe, the idea that she put forth that we all have our own tiny voices, but together we make a loud roar. I realized something recently about doing this show. I was having a rough day with symptoms and I had a recording session scheduled, but I wasn't sure how it was going to go. While I was interviewing my guest, it hit me that this has happened before. Like everyone, I have a day or a week 
when I can't figure out how I'm going to push through. What gets me over that rough patch is talking with patients, caregivers, and healthcare providers, hearing their perspective, and learning from them. And then it occurred to me that while I may think that my show is something I do for the IBD community, I actually get far more out of it than I ever would have expected. I know you have questions, and sometimes I have answers. You can find me everywhere on social media as About IBD, or you can use the handy contact me form on my website at aboutibd.com. Please show me you care with your likes, retweets, and shares on social media. You also have the chance to be my favorite if you review this podcast in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And remember, until next time, I want you to know more about IBD.